My agent called, he said he got some interest in my script. I'm glad I didn't tell him that I never finished it. I got my cast of characters and outline for the plot. I even got a famous classic case of writer's block. Get it out of my head. Get it out of my head. Welcome to On the Page. This is the podcast that answers all of your questions about the craft and business of screenwriting. My name is Pilar Alessandra, and I'm the instructor and script consultant here at On the Page. Today, no one is joining me. It is just me. Um, I am recording this following a lazy weekend. It was Labor Day weekend. It was also my birthday. And, uh, and so not much got done. But I thought, well, this might be the perfect time to do another lazy screenwriting podcast. You might remember that the last time that I did a lazy screenwriting podcast, it was just a bunch of lazy steps that would help you create a feature film. We're going to do the same thing today, but with TV, a TV pilot. So this is going to be lazy TV writing. There will also be a handout that goes along with this episode. At the end of the episode, I will uh, give you some information about how to get that handout. Okay, so lazy TV writing. Ready? So let's do some lazy brainstorming. We're going to start with your world. And the reason to start with your world is because world plus characters equals TV show. What? Because with a feature film... A feature film, it's really all about a problem, a unique, a unique problem, a unique idea that gets you into the theater and makes you want to solve the problem. We solve the problem in 90 minutes to two hours and we're out of there. But with a TV show, we've got either we've got a, a unique world sometimes or just a unique character in that world. And we are mining world and characters every week. So starting with the world, you may have actually been in a place or in an environment that would be perfect to create a TV show, and you may not even have realized it. So I'm going to give you a couple questions to think about. For one, what is the strangest job you've ever had? The strangest job you've ever had. Okay. And this is where the older you are, the more you have answers to this question, actually. Um, okay. I'm going to tell you about the strangest job I ever had. And that was, I was a uh, singing waitress. I was a singing waitress in two different environments. Either one would probably be really good for a TV show. One was, I was a singing waitress on a day cruise ship. And another time I was, uh, I did murder mystery dinner theater, murder mystery musical dinner theater. So either one of those worlds would probably lend themselves well to a TV show. We could dig in to the cast of characters and that unique world every week. So what is the strangest job you've ever had? Another question is, how was your school or your office place, or your camp, or your team, some place that we actually are familiar with. How is this place different from others? So you may find yourself sometimes talking to people and going, yeah, I went to high school, but my high school, or you should see how my office works. You know, you think that we just sell paper, but really we, okay? So how is your school or office place different from others? 
And another question to ask is, how was your family situation different from others? Did you grow up in the foster system? Do you have a unique extended family? Um, any kind, did you have lots and lots of siblings? So your family situ- situation, uh, past or present, also could be a world that's interesting to dig into. So answer any of those three questions and you may have the world for a TV, st- a TV show that we can dig into week after week. So now let's sort of lazily find your cast. In this job or school or family, I want you to think about three people who have personality traits that we've never seen on TV. Okay, three people who have personality traits we've never seen on TV. Now, I say personality traits because they may have similar jobs or roles that we've seen on TV before, but there's something about each one of them in terms of how they behave or what their backstory is or what their skills are that makes them unique. Now, if those traits don't really exist... I want you to turn up the dial, use your imagination, exaggerate. You're a writer. There's nothing that says that just because you're inspired by reality that you have to stick to it. As a matter of fact, the more that you fictionalize, the more that you're protecting the rights of others and the more that you can, you can go anywhere that you want with this TV show. Okay. So three people, something that is unique about them, things we've never seen on screen before. Now, let's talk about a lazy way to find your main character. Now, I know that your most obvious go-to is yourself. Um, and, you know, that's, that's a good place to start because, you know, you might be the Jim and Pam of, of, this, of this group. Maybe you're the balance of the extremes in your office place or the normal family member or the high school kid that everybody can relate to. And that's absolutely fine. We're putting you in the middle of this spectrum of odd, right? Like we've got these people on either side of you that are extremes and you're just going through trying to juggle all that week after week. So maybe you are the main character and that's fine. But I want you to think about another way to find a a main character, maybe a unique main character that we've never seen on screen before. To do this, you want to take the camera off of yourself and home in on one of those three people you described in your cast. Remember those three people that have that, that may be people we've seen before, but have unique personalities or backstories or skills, something that really makes them stick out. Now think about that person and think about that person's skill. What are they very good at? And now think about their flaw. What gets in their way? Okay. Now, if you think about our favorite main characters on screen, on TV, uh, for, for sure, um, they often have this wonderful balance of flaw and skill. Okay. So they may be somebody who is a very, very good nurse, but also somebody who is a drug addict. Well, you can't have a drug addict in a hospital, but you can't have a good nurse outside of a hospital. And that's the conflict. And every week we're going to see the juggling of that. Okay. So even if we take yourself out of the picture as the main character, maybe look at those three people and turn up the dial on them and think about one of them being the main character. 
Okay. And that might be the person to focus on because now we have a unique main character we haven't seen on screen before. And I'll tell you what, we won't kick you out of your own project. We'll make you one of the supporting characters. Okay. Okay. So we've talked about some lazy ways to brainstorm, some lazy ways to find your cast, some lazy ways to find your main character. Okay. And some lazy ways to maybe find a more, find a unique main character. So now that you've thought about world and characters, we need to go to, you know, what is your series really about? And of course, you know me, I'm always asking you to kind of sum that up in a log line. Okay. Why not just to pitch it to others, but so that you can figure out what your series is about. So a way to really think about the logline of your series is again, like what's really going to drive this often in a series, it's either an extraordinary person who dis- disrupts an ordinary world or an ordinary person in an extraordinary world. And I shouldn't even say disrupts. Okay. An extraordinary person in an ordinary world or an ordinary person in an extraordinary world. Now you've heard that before from other people. Okay. Mostly applied to feature, but it really works applied to TV. So extraordinary person in an ordinary world, Sherlock, house of cards, unbreakable Kimmy Schmidt, insecure, ordinary people in an extraordinary world, the walking dead, the 100 stranger things. Okay. So you might be thinking about your world and characters and ask yourself what really rises to the top. Now, once you know that now you can create a log line around these, these two ideas. So your log line might have kind of the, the building blocks might be this extraordinary person disrupts this ordinary world. Okay. Your series log line or these ordinary people are forced to contend with this extraordinary world. Again, we're talking series log line, big picture. Now, that doesn't mean that you aren't going to add tons of adjectives or maybe even throw in a verb or two, but really, if you think about it, those two things will cover how you write your log line for either kind of show. Now, when we get to your actual pilot log line, okay, um, or an overview of your pilot Remember, a pilot is the first story you're going to tell in that series, okay? It is an example of the kinds of conflict or mission or problem solving you're going to be engaging in week to week. What is the first episode, the first story you're going to tell? So sometimes an easy way in, an easy lazy way in, is to think when the extraordinary person comes into this ordinary world, he or she does this disruptive thing. And that is your pilot episode. Or when ordinary people must undertake a mission forced on them by their extraordinary world, this happens. Okay. And that's your pilot episode uh, for that kind of series. So when the extraordinary person comes into this ordinary world, he or she does this disruptive thing. Or when ordinary people must undertake a mission forced on them by their extraordinary world, this happens. Okay. So now we've talked about the 
lazy series log line or overview and a lazy pilot log line or overview. Okay. So remember when you're, when you're actually pitching your, your idea to somebody, we always need to know the series first. What is your show? And then you pitch out what your pilot episode log line is. And that's important. A lot of people will just tell me their pilot and I'm not seeing the show because they've forgotten that their pilot actually exists within a bigger show. Okay. If we can't see the show, it doesn't matter how great the pilot is. Okay. So this brings us to actually structuring out the pilot. Okay. The lazy pilot structure. A pilot is uniquely different from any other episode you'll write because it consists of origin and mini episode. And you don't want to just leap into the show as though we know everything and everybody. And you don't want to only set up your world and characters and forget to actually write the show. We need a little bit of both. So you want to make sure that there's some setup, perhaps the incident that caused an ordinary character to have to come into this extraordinary place, or the moment that forced this ordinary world to accept the extraordinary character. Okay, so some setup there. And then you need to get the ball rolling with the kind of conflict or problem that those people in that place might experience. And in doing so, create a mini episode showing how everyone deals with that problem. So again, we've got some origin on one side, okay, how that person came into that place or how that world accepted that person, and then a mini episode, the kind of conflict or problem those people are going to deal with in that world so that we can see what the show actually looks like, okay? Now, you don't have to do this equally, okay? It doesn't have to be half and half, and it might be that, you know, in the course of even just getting your characters into the show, they are solving the kinds of problems they're going to solve. It doesn't have to be neat as a pin, okay? But, but we need both of those elements in there. Do not forget to show what your show actually is going to be. Okay, so lazy pilot structure, origin plus mini episode. So let's talk about the actual structure of TV, and I'm going to be real lazy here, okay? And simply suggest that when it comes to act breaks in an actual TV show, we're just talking about a twist and turn every 10 minutes, okay? That's why a one hour tends to be a teaser plus five acts. So there you go, right? Like every 10 minutes, okay? One hour, you do the math. And a single camera, half hour, tends to be three acts, 10 minutes, 10 minutes, 10 minutes. Now, does that mean that you have to have your acts landing on every 10 pages? No, by all means, no. Okay. As a matter of fact, you'll see um, some network shows, particularly their first acts can be really long. They like it that way. I forget why. But, But overall, we're talking about just just moving things along at a 10 minute at a time rate. So it could be one act is nine pages and another act is 15 pages, but it's still all averaging out. So that brings me to lazy outlining. Okay. Now here you are knowing the big picture. I know that I'm going to have this to show the origin, the setup. 
okay. I know that this conflict or problem is going to occur and that is going to bring everybody to work together in the way that we're going to see them work together every week and that's going to show my mini episode. So I know that big picture. And now I want these act breaks to keep the story twisting and turning. Well, as long as you just know your act breaks, between us, it's okay with me. Okay, because you might know, not know exactly how you're going to get there, but you, if you know what happens at the end of each act, okay, that will really, really help. And you want to make that act break worthy, a comic or dramatic cliffhanger that makes the audience want to move forward in the story. Okay, a real event, something that really, an event, an event with emotional consequences, something that really turns the story. Remember that act breaks in TV were created in order to allow for commercials. Commercials were these things that back in the day sold products and that you couldn't fast forward through. But, um, uh, and they were pains in the ass. But it's great to have them in your head, even if you're writing something that won't have commercials, because it makes you a better writer. So just the same way that we create three acts just to keep the story twisting and turning and feature, but we don't actually write them on the page, okay? Same thing with TV, okay? You may not have something that has these literal act breaks or literal commercials in them, but keep it in your head so that your story is interesting. Now that brings me to the last thing I want to lazily discuss, which is your, your season arcs. Now, a lot of people freak out because they um, come up with a great series idea and then they actually write a killer pilot and then they meet with a producer and the producer says, oh, I love it, this is terrific. All I need to do now is just uh, know all of the season arcs for five seasons. You know, we're going to put that in a document and uh, sell, your, sell your project that way. And of course... The writers call me crying because they're like, oh, am I ever going to figure out like, you know, five seasons? <laughs> right. So here's the deal. That producer doesn't really want every single episode. Okay. They want to know what you're going to land on at the end of every season. So here are four things to think about. One, what major event happens by the end of the season? Two, what relationship will have developed by the end of the season? Okay, relationship or relationships. Three, how will your main character have changed in an incremental way? It doesn't have to be huge because if we constantly change your character in a really radical way, then the show's going to look different every season, okay? But there might be just an incremental character change, maybe a power shift. And then four, what will he, she, or they now be looking toward in the next season? What are they looking to do in the next season? So it pitches really well because you can say, well, you know, by the end of the first season, this thing will have happened and that's going to cause our relationships to have changed in this way and our main character to be feeling like this and looking toward doing this in season two. Okay. So those four things, just being kind of lazy about your season arc could actually pitch it out really well and also give you some clarity, you and your producer, because you know where you're going. You may not know every single step to get there, but that is what a showrunner helps develop. 
So after this thing is sold, an executive producer who also is a great writer who helps run the show will help work out the episodes that will get you to the end of your season. But you need to know where you're going. Okay. Answer those four questions five times. You got five seasons. All's good. So this is what we did for lazy TV writing. We did a little lazy brainstorming. Okay. By dipping into the world of your past. Okay. We also did a little lazy casting by really looking at the people in that world and maybe turning up the dial on their unique qualities. We looked at your main character and maybe even thought about your main character not being you, but being somebody else with a unique skill or flaw. And then we looked at the overview of your series, um, thinking about an extraordinary person in an ordinary world or an ordinary person in an extraordinary world. And that also led to our pilot logline or overview, that first story that you're going to tell, okay? Which could be as simple as how this person ends up in this world, okay? And then we went to the actual structure of that first episode, reminding you that we need origin plus mini episode, okay? A little setup and showing what the show is going to look like. And then we went into a lazy act structure. And all you got to think is every 10 minutes, I'm going to move this story. A little lazy outlining, making sure that you know that there is an event at the end of all those app breaks. Okay. And some lazy season arcing, just answering four questions. Reminder that I actually have this handout to get it. Just, you can do one of two things. You can either email me directly at pilar at onthepage.tv. That's P-I-L-A-R at onthepage.tv. Also the old inquire at onthepage.tv. That also works as well. It all comes to me. Or you can go to onthepage.tv, sign up for the newsletter. Okay, sign up for the newsletter. And uh, uh, this will come within the next newsletter that I am sending out. Um, And uh, yeah, yeah, I'm just really glad that you listened. Um, Yeah, stay in touch with me. Oh, I should also tell you (laughs) that there's an actual TV class. The live TV class is happening here October 6th. I will be teaching these tools and more, a full day of them from 10 a.m. to 5 p.m. here in L.A., October 6th. That is a Sunday. And I will be taking you uh, all the way through your series pitch and the structure of your pilot episode. And then Carol Kirshner will come in for the last hour to talk to you about the business of TV, staffing and selling. For people who do not live in LA, do not fret because there will also be the online version of that class happening around the same time. Do go to onthepage.tv to check that out. I've divided that day into four online sessions and one of them will be Carol again talking about the business of TV. So remember to go to onthepage.tv for all of that. Thank you again for a little lazy podcasting with me for lazy TV writing. I hope you had a lovely lazy weekend and continue to have lazy weekends even while you also have a good writing week. (laughs) 